It's the ambiance. The crafted coffee. And your favorite comfortable seats that make you want to sit and stay inside a coffee shop. Before it became the most successful coffee company in the world, Starbucks had that local coffee shop vibe where you go to study with friends on a Sunday afternoon or get some work done on a Tuesday morning. In 1994, Starbucks officially arrived in Texas, opening the state's first location right here in Dallas. Situated in an upscale shopping center, Highland Park Village, the coffee shop operates among several luxury brands like Chanel and Alexander McQueen. But after 30 years, the location is closing its doors. I'm Bree Flores, and Texas wants to know, how has changing consumer habits impacted Starbucks' decision to leave? Hi, my name is Lauren Drews Daniels. I'm the food editor at the Dallas Observer. Nice. And so I read your article about Starbucks closing. Can you go more into depth of how you created that article? Well, I saw actually the Dallas Morning News broke that story. And so I I saw it on their website. And I just thought it was really interesting, though, because I actually remember my very first time going to that Starbucks. It was the first time I went to a Starbucks. It was like 20, 30 years ago, I think. Yeah, 30 years ago. And so it kind of struck a chord with me because I had been there when it first opened. That is so sweet. Oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) When it first opened? Yeah, yeah. So I came to college here in 1993. At the same time, I moved here and so did the Dallas Stars, the hockey team. They came down from Minnesota. North Stars moved to to, um, play hockey here. And I was a big Stars fan. I I like sports. I love sports. And so I was really into the Dallas Stars. And then I remember seeing Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what is... Starbucks is it I thought it was connected with the stars that's how silly it was I was like I want a Starbucks I'm a big stars fan (laughs) I remember popping my head in being over here in the shopping center doing who knows what and how did you feel I just smell like at the time it smelled like I remember smelling oh that's burnt coffee because remember like the first time people really drank Starbucks they were like this tastes like burnt coffee now we're all acclimated to it and it's the standard of what coffee should taste like but at the time I was remember thinking oh that's just burnt coffee it doesn't have anything to do with the hockey team (laughs) and how did you feel when you're writing the article yeah I was just kind of creating the article was kind of nostalgic and fun and I wasn't sure if 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 my readers would respond to that if they would be interested in knowing like I thought it was an interesting story this first one I remember going to it and now it's it's going away because it actually didn't get its lease renewed because of all of the its high-end neighbors. It's just really a posh space now, and they're pulling in some really big clients, I guess. And so, um, and then it turned out my readers were really kind of our Dallas was interested by it. They they were pretty fascinated by it. It was one of our top articles that week. At the time, Lauren and I discussed how we both thought that this location of Starbucks was the very first one in Texas. In that same year, another Starbucks location opened in Highland Village. That shopping area is in Houston. However, with a bit of investigation led by Rex Revita, our social media coordinator, the Starbucks in Dallas is indeed the very first location by one day. The Dallas Morning News had archives of reporting the Highland Park Village location's grand opening, while the Houston Chronicle also reported their Starbucks grand opening the day after. Starbucks was originally set up by its founder, Howard Schultz, his experience with Italian coffee shops in Florence, Italy. So he goes to Italy, has a really nice cup of coffee, 
whenever, you know, a couple of decades ago, and then comes back and says, oh, we don't have anything like that here. And, you know, so maybe the Dunkin' Donuts was the, you know, the baseline brand at that time. So when it was originally set up, I mean, it had a premium image, you know, Starbucks coffees are expensive and a reputation for good, consistent coffee. That's Raji Shirivanshan. She's a professor of marketing at the McComb School of Business at the University of Texas at Austin. If a Starbucks were to close, um, how would that impact a shopping area and the dynamics of the community overall? I was just thinking about it. So coffee is an addictive product, right? I mean, we all know it. I mean, I'm a coffee addict in the sense I need my first <laughs> cup of coffee in the morning. If you think about it, then it's probably likely to generate a lot of repeat customers over time. I mean, so people go in on the way out or in the afternoon or, you know. So in some way, a Starbucks can potentially serve as an anchor store for the shopping area. What do you think the impact would be? Well, well, considering that we're sitting in Sedell's now. Lauren and I tried to meet up at a Starbucks for this interview, but it was closed for maintenance. So we sat across the street in Highland Park Village. And I just ordered a simple cappuccino, espresso and froth milk, and it was $7.58. Right. Whereas at Starbucks, I think I just looked it up and it was like just a touch under $4 for the same um, Drink. Drink. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to, you know, your cup of coffee is, is going to, the prices increase a little bit. But that's kind of the sign of the times of what's happening happening in this particular village, you know, mm-hmm. in Highland Park Village. It's just what's happening. So, yeah, I mean, they won't be able to get as affordable of a place. I don't know if affordable is the right word, but the cost of their coffee is going up. And also, as just a community space, it's a place for people to gather and work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one less space for that, I suppose. So when people come to be in, to be seated at Starbucks, they may spend anywhere, assuming they're being seated. Now, I don't know how the two go. The two go does something else. The two go orders do something different. They may spend anywhere between, you know, 10 or 50, 30 minutes, uh, which is also good for the shopping area, right? Like you have, you suddenly realize like, oh, maybe you should stop in and get something else. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I think we've also become much more impatient over time. Don't you think? I agree. Like, like our time spans or yeah, uh, attention span. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30 minutes in a coffee shop. No, I don't have time for that, you know? like. <laughs> Raji and I discuss how Starbucks is leaning towards a to-go order approach to keep revenue going since it seems like less and less people are coming to sit inside a Starbucks. Researchers from the Allegra World Coffee Portal found that 54% of U.S.-based coffee consumers prefer drive through for ease and convenience. And yes, this portal focuses on the global coffee market. Starbucks is moving in a different direction. So um, they're looking for the company as a whole is going towards more um, like output, like throughput. Like they want to move more people through the doors faster, through drive through. So they're not looking at their path forward per their website and their statements is that they want to serve more people faster. And so that Starbucks right there doesn't have a drive through. You have to park your car and go in and sit down. And this, that's just actually not the model that Starbucks is going for right now. Like you said, they're trying to get more people in and out. Uh-huh. Does that conflict with the Highland Park Village? Or what would you think on that? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, because albeit quite elite and high-end, this area is a space where people, where people come, to re- come to eat and come to gather. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I guess it, it does take away a little bit of that element of a space where people can come hang out and sip coffee and either work, and, but be surrounded by people or meet with friends. And so, um, yeah, I guess that does take away from the 
community element here a little bit. Although my own personal opinion, and I'd be curious to hear what uh, you know you think, is I think the traditional coffee shop experience may be staging a comeback. When we come back from this break, we'll figure out how to-go orders reshape the coffee experience, but local coffee shops are somehow making a comeback. Right before the break, we talked about the popularity of to-go orders. But Raji mentioned that a coffee shop ambiance is coming back as well, but for more of the local coffee shops. Whether to meet someone or to work in a coffee shop with some ambience, and I know some of my students at McCombs, this is like to go buy a coffee and sit in a coffee shop because they like the smell, you know, the look, the feel. And do you think to-go orders reshape that traditional coffee shop experience then for Starbucks? I think it will. I think it will. But I think Starbucks is, pro- Starbucks is probably facing some market segmentation that's happening from the to-go orders experience. So, I mean, I think there's intense pressure on Starbucks from, you know, all sides. You know, consumer habits changing. How so? I think people's, you know, time sensitivities have changed. So I think given the high price of their retail locations, high labor costs and the related unionization challenges, I think it makes sense from a customer perspective, company perspective to increase sales through to-go and mobile orders than seating customers. Okay. Uh, So it seems to me that in addition to changing customer preferences, this shift also sort of ties in nicely with Starbucks needs. Uh, to keep its cost down with respect to retail space and uh, labor costs, you know, so there's sort of a good fit between consumers, you know, buying more and more things on to go. Like so many of us are doing, you know, grocery shopping online, or other shopping online, and so it's like, why am I going to stand in line for Starbucks? You know, like I agreed with Raji. I much rather place a to go order for Starbucks if I'm on the go. But for example, I sometimes work remotely and want to go somewhere to be productive. Local coffee shops around me are the best, in my opinion. Plus, I went to local ones near SME when I was a student there. Apart from that, Lauren and I researched together a bit as to why Starbucks is leaving Highland Park Village. But all we found and heard so far was that Starbucks didn't renew its lease. And you say it closes in February, correct? Yes, the lease expires in February, yeah. A date is still not confirmed, but it's February now, so if you're in the area, check it out and see if they are moving out. I'm Bree Flores from News Radio 1080, Carol D. and Dallas Fort Worth. Thanks for joining me for Texas Wants to Know. If you like the show, please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I wrote, produced, and edited this episode with editorial support from Cooper Mall. Original music is by Michael Eisenstein. Odyssey's managing producer for National News Podcasts is Myron Kaplan.